0: welcome to another edition of the time flies podcast i am your host dariel if you are checking out this episode first and foremost i want to say thank you very much for your energy thank you very much for checking out this episode i really appreciate it i don't want it to go unnoticed um and in today's episode we're going to do things a little bit differently instead of talking about a particular subject with a guest you guys are going to get me solo this is a little weird and this is the first episode, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do my best for today's topic. We are talking about something that I just wanted to give my thoughts, give my takes on, and that is of course the New York Knicks. Now, if you know me, I am a basketball junkie. I'm from New York, Queens. Get the money. Long time no cash, but I am not a Knicks fan. I grew up a Knicks fan. Knick fan. And they broke my heart every single year because Jordan, the greatest player of all time, broke New York people's hearts year in, year out. And I got tired of it. And then I I, I uh, let go of my New York Knicks fandom. And then I became a Lakers fan because of Kobe, the Mamba R.I.P. forever and ever in our hearts. And then uh, when Kobe retired, then I didn't really have a particular player. I just love watching the game. But anyway, going back to the New York Knickerbockers. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on the internet, seeing how Donovan Mitchell was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Knicks were trying to put together a package to get Donovan Mitchell. So basically, I'm coming on to this podcast because I'm one of the people that's actually happy that they did not trade for Donovan Mitchell. First, because in my eyes, Donovan Mitchell is not a number one. In my eyes, he's not a number two. He would be a solid number three. Donovan Mitchell, you cannot put the franchise on Donovan Mitchell's back. He's an all-star caliber player, obviously. But when we're talking about someone trying to get you over the hump, especially in New York City, Donovan Mitchell's not it. And now let's get into the trade package that was rumored to be offered to the Utah Jazz. So the rumored rumored trade package was going to be R.J. Barrett, O.B. Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, and I believe it was three unprotected first round draft picks. If the Knicks went through with that, it would have been another, another telltale sign of the Knicks giving away their best assets. And for once, they actually did not do that. And I am happy that they did not do that as an outside basketball fan looking into the Knicks organization. RJ Barrett, say what you will. Third pick or second pick, third or second pick, and I forgot what draft, but you keep him. He's going to be a solid NBA player, and he's a solid player to have if, you, if the Knicks are ever going to be a contender. Opie Toppin, you keep him, an athletic big who gets up and down the floor, and you haven't had an athletic big in how long? And yeah, he needs to develop his game as far as like putting the ball on the floor, as far as getting a shot, creating a shot, but he's just athletic as hell, man, and you don't give him up. And of course, Mitchell Robinson. I mean, I would I would definitely keep him. He is a little bit injury prone. I'm not gonna lie, but when he's healthy, he's a solid big. He he gets up and down the floor. He blocks shots. He's a great um a great some a great player to throw alley oops to. And you don't you're not really asking a lot of him. Uh, you're really looking more towards his defense. He has more of an offensive game than Rudy uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert doesn't even know how to do a hook shot, which I don't know how you're a pro player and not know how to do a hook shot, but neither here nor there. So if that was the rumored trade package, the Knicks did an amazing job of holding holding their ground and not giving up RJ, OB, Mitchell, and the unprotected draft picks. Now, in other news, the New York Knicks this past summer, well, this past offseason, I should say, they also signed... A point guard from the Dallas Mavericks, Mr. Jalen Brunson, and I believe his contract was four year, one hundred and four million dollar deal. Supposedly, I think his father works for the Knicks or his father is a scout. Leon Rose is a really close family friend from what I've been hearing on the Internet and also what I've seen on TV. Listen, man, is it too much money? For Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson could definitely ball. Don't get it twisted. He could ball. Look what he did to the Utah Jazz when Luka Doncic was out with an injury. He was straight torching them. Is it a little bit too much money? In my eyes, yes. And pair him up with RJ. We'll see what that can be. And also pair him up with Julius Randle, who is another topic that I'm going to get into. But right now, let's focus on Jalen Brunson. Like It's a, it's a solid decision that they made as far as like moving forward within the franchise giving him all that money again i'm not too happy about it but it's it, it's it's something that the Knicks, the Knicks fans can actually look towards me like okay we're trying to make moves we're trying to move in the right direction so in that in that perspective i respect it now i also want to talk about julius Randle. oh man julius Randle. 2 seasons ago he was the best player on the Knicks team when they when he brought them to the playoffs and they had that embarrassing playoff effort against the Atlanta Hawks where they only won one game and Trae Young came into the garden and he basically was Reggie Miller 2.0 and then this past season Julius Randle like really stank up the place he had pers- he had like problems with the fans he was going back and forth with them saying stuff in the media uh, putting stuff on twitter like dude stop paying attention to all the noise and just focus on your game like when you were just focusing on your game and you didn't really go back and forth with the fans look what you were able to do you were the best player on that nick team who brought them to the playoffs so stop listening to everyone stop trying to use stuff as motivation last last season should be motivation enough look at the trash season that you had and come back stronger, and also develop a fucking right hand, please, R.J. Barrett is a lefty, but he uses his right hand a lot more, so I'm not going to include him in that Julius Randle tirade, Jalen Brunson is also another lefty, I'm not sure if I've ever seen him use his right hand a lot, so I can't really say much about that, but Julius Randle, my god, chop off his left arm, he's still going left with his right arm, which is insane, Going back to the Donovan Mitchell trade rumors, um, again, the Knicks did a good job of holding their ground, and they did not perform a fiasco like they did with getting Carmelo Anthony when they gave up the entire team to get Melo when he was going to be a free agent at the end of that season, and they just could have signed him because Melo wanted to come to the Knicks. But Melo wanted wanted to be in New York right away, and the Knicks gave in to his requests and they gave up Danilo Gallinari. They gave up Wilson Chandler. They gave up um, uh, uh, picks and they gave up a lot of different, a lot of other players as well. Solid players. They gave them up to get Melo. Now, granted, Mello at the time was the top 10 player in the league. I believe so. He was the top 10, 10 player in the league, but he was never going to get you to a championship. And one thing that one thing that gets lost um, within that time period, um, people always say that Melo gets all the credit as far as like coming to New York and wanting to come to New York and wanted to like wanted to do something in New York. Ooh, people keep forgetting about Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire signed uh, a free. Uh, he came here as a free agent the summer prior, and then he had a whole half season with the Knicks where they were going. They were torching people they were mike D'Antoni was the coach it was an up and down offense and amari was a mvp conversation but then i believe it was around february and that's when the whole Melo rumor started to hit and that's when Melo came to the knicks and it was basically Melo's team from there on out and then amari kept getting injured but what i'm trying to say is that amari was the one to first take that step into new york city what i don't understand is how i get it NBA players, the way they look at the Knicks as far as the Knicks organization is a fucking joke, and it is, but if you are an NBA player and you come to the Knicks and you're able to make them relevant, I'm not saying that you have to make them a championship team. You have to make them a relevant team as far as going into the playoffs, making like deep runs into the playoffs, semifinals, conference championships, and hopefully a championship run, you're going to be a god in New York. Look at Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing, he brought him to the 94 95 finals where they lost to Houston in six games, I believe, or seven games. He lost to Hakeem Olajuwon, which is what he's top three, top five big man of all time. Respect to Hakeem the dream. But Patrick, look at that, man. Look at his legacy. He's he's regarded as the best New York Knicks of all time, which yeah, you can make you can make the case, and in most cases, you're gonna win that argument. He walks around New York City. Everybody loves him. Everybody respects him. Everybody reveres him. But I don't, I get it. Again, NBA players, they don't want to come to the Knicks because the Knicks organization for the past, I don't know, two decades has been a laughing stock. And the only successful season they had within the past decade has been the 2013, 2012 season when Melo, Jason Kidd, J.R. Smith, Amari, Rasheed Wallace, Marcus Camby, it was a bunch of old heads, and they lost to Indiana in the second round. That's been the only successful season that they had in the past decade, decade plus. And as far as the market for New York, that's pretty sad. New York and LA should always be relevant. If New York and LA, the Lakers and the Knicks are relevant in the NBA, the league is a lot better. More eyes are going to be on the games. The last time, prior to that one season where Mello Mello and the Knicks lost to the Indiana Pacers in the second round, prior to that one season, the last time the Knicks were relevant was, I mean, the 99-2000 San Antonio Spurs series where the Spurs won the championship and the Knicks were like Latrell Spre- Sprewell, Allen Houston, Charlie Ward, Marcus Camby. I mean, if you want to count that, then technically that's the last time they were relevant, but that was a lockout season, so I don't know if you can count that. So if So if we're going to take that one to the side, the last time they were relevant was in the 90s. When, they were, when the Knicks were going up against the Bulls every season and they were always getting eliminated by Jordan, that was the last time they were relevant consistently. That is sad and that is embarrassing, which brings me back to the R.J. Barrett point. The Knicks have extended the rookie contract of R.J. Barrett for a four-year, $120 million extension. I think is going to be worth it if they keep him. Hopefully, they keep him for the long haul. But the point of me bringing that up is because the last time the Knicks extended a rookie that they drafted was Charlie Ward. I'm going to repeat myself one more time. The last time the Knicks extended a rookie draft pick contract was Charlie Ward. R.J. Barrett has been is the first rookie that the Knicks drafted that they've extended the rookie contract. This is what I'm saying with the Knicks, man. They have an embarrassing track record with everything they can't get they can't keep consistent. I mean, people also want to point the finger at James Dolan. I mean, honestly, if we're taking a step back, James Dolan hasn't really been doing anything. He's been putting people in the position to make the decisions. After Phil Jackson, which was a nightmare. I honestly, you can't even blame that that pick on James Dolan. Like Phil Jackson, he offered the job to Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson as a coach is one of, if not the best of all, all of all time, eleven rings. Of course you're gonna think that his his basketball mind is gonna is gonna convert, is gonna equate to being a GM. Brilliant. But unfortunately he didn't. I honestly can't blame James Dolan for that pick. I think that was an amazing pick. It just didn't work out. After Phil Jackson, then that was when Leon Rose came through and they became him and Scott Perry, and now they're the GM and the president of basketball organization uh, operations. I'm not sure exactly what the title is, but they're pretty much in charge of making the decisions. James Dolan has appointed people to make the decisions that he doesn't have to do anymore. Which, again, if you if I say, if everyone takes a step back, you have to acknowledge that. Now, where I'm not giving James only any flack is he's the owner, and it's been said that he cares way more about the Rangers than the Knicks. If he just puts half of an effort into the Knicks and actually cares, I don't know, man. Like, things could be turned around, but he's not, he's not, he, I don't know. He just, he, I don't think he cares. He doesn't care. He's making his billions of dollars, and, I mean, he's making his money, man. If I was in his position, I probably wouldn't care either. But I don't know. Maybe not. So all of this to say, the Knicks, as far as the signing, the extension of R.J. Barrett, as far as the signing of Jalen Brunson, as far as not giving up R.J., O.B., Mitchell Robinson, and the three um future um draft picks, the Knicks are... They're not on solid ground, but they're making a respectable headway. You can look at the Knicks and you can see where they're going. There's still a lot to prove. Julius Randle, we gotta, we paid him last summer, which was the which was the wrong, which was the wrong choice because Julius Randle is not worth that kind of money. But of course, NBA market, you gotta pay for what's out there. I get it. And hopefully, this is the first of many positive steps that the Knicks are going to be taking forward. Probably jinxed all the Knicks fans, so we'll see. So for this episode, we're going to keep it short, sweet, and simple. Just wanted to get some stuff off my chest regarding the Knicks and how much of an embarrassment they were, but also how they made a smart decision and not giving up all those assets for Donovan Mitchell. As far as recording episodes, we decided to take a little bit of a break it's been hard to getting people over to talk about a specific topic to record a pod so we took a little bit of break but we're gonna start back up soon and just to give you a little bit of a preview of what we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about of course that legendary Jay-Z verse that he had on the DJ Khaled album God Did song God Did and we're also gonna be talking about movies my boy Mike shout out Mike we already picked the next movie that we're gonna do We're going to talk about it. We're going to release it. Hopefully, you guys like it. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Run the numbers up. You heard? You heard. And we're also in another one. And the BX Bodega Boys, they're going to be making a return as well. And we're going to be talking about a very specific HBO show that's in all three of our hearts that we wish never got canceled. That's just a little hint. So, hopefully, you guys stay tuned. So, I'm going to be signing off. If you guys checked out this episode, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, as far as where you can catch time flies, it's gonna be in the description. All the links to Instagram, Twitter, the YouTube page. Go check out those YouTube videos that I put, po- that I posted, talking about Cudi, talking about the Watch the Throne album, Spider Man movies, talking about Future's album, Jack Harlow's album. It's a whole bunch of content. So, if you guys want more content in the the meantime, go check out the YouTube page. Also, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Check out the episodes there. And, of course, hit that thumbs up on the YouTube channel and also subscribe to that channel. All right. For Dario, I am signing off. And I'll catch you on the next episode of the Time Flies podcast. Peace.